dreaming of a new home, an upscale lifestyle, or just a great new space for your growing family? Jeannie Martin and her team at Jeannie Martin Realty are excited to share valuable insight about Saxe, Texas, and all the surrounding areas you love the most. Contact Jeannie Martin Realty at martinteam.com. That's M-A-R-T-E-N team.com. Or simply pick up the phone and call 972-414-0719. Jeannie Martin Realty, making your dreams a reality since 1997. Go to martenteam.com to view listings at your fingertips right now. Or call 972-414-0719 today. Jeannie Martin Realty is proud to sponsor Seated to Serve on the OBBM Network. You're listening to Seated to Serve with business leader and community activist Jeff Bickerstaff, connecting the dots between community, business, and family. Now, here's your host, Jeff Bickerstaff. One of the experiences I have from childhood is I had a lot of friends that lived on my street back in the um, old days, if you will, of tracked homes. And there were kids, and I met those kids. And one of the first things we always used to do is, hey, you know, where, where's your mom and dad? And I remember there was one kid uh, that I thought was really strange. They had a mom and dad, but they told me that it wasn't their real mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, I didn't really know how to process that. And then as I got older, we found out that he was adopted. And over the years, I have really learned about what that process is. And quite frankly, for myself, I've had a lot of misconceptions about that. And because of that, today I'm very happy to introduce Janelle Wyatt. How are you, Janelle? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. Well, Janelle, I wanted you to ha- have you on the show because uh, for most of the audience that would not know, uh, Janelle is my very wonderful sales manager for Liberty Mutual. And I've got to know her the last couple of months. And uh, what a pleasure it's been to get to know you. And it didn't take very long when I started talking to you what, to find out what your passion was. And now, no offense to Liberty Mutual, <laughs> but I know you're very passionate about them. Absolutely. But you're very passionate about adoption. And as I was saying before, it was as a kid, it was quite a shock to me to find out that a, a kid did not live mm-hmm. with their biological parents. How did adoption first touch your life? Well, first of all, thanks for having me today, Jeff. Um, so as you mentioned, uh, I have been with Liberty Mutual for a very long time, 28 years. And um, about, I'm kind of on the last one third of my career. My son is 21 years old, off to college. So I was kind of thinking, <laughs> what's that, next? Is that why you're still working? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Absolutely. So I was like, what's next? What's next? And so I started reading books about, you know, potential retirement long term and all of this. And I kept reading the same question over and over again, which was, what is your passion? What is your passion? That's really what you need to do. And I'm like, gosh, I have no idea. There's a lot of things I enjoy. There's a lot of things I love to do. But to have that burning passion about something, I didn't know. And one evening, I was sitting down at dinner with my son, and he said, Mom, think about it this way. Let me ask you a question. He said, what is the one thing that you could sit at a table where there's a group of people and talk about to the point that they're like, okay, enough, shut up about this. (laughs) And it came to me, and it was adoption. So I'm extremely passionate about adoption. And and so that's kind of how my blog started about a year ago, and it's adopttolove.com. Okay, Mm adopttolove.com. Yes, I I have visited that. And 
I will say this: you're an open book. I am very open. Yes, <laughs> people say that about me, but I, 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 it's nice to know that there's other people like that. And so, when you found out that was your passion, mm-hmm. what, what did you do about it? Well, let's let's step back a little yeah. bit. And in, in my son's adopted, obviously, right? And so, when I was 29 years old, almost 30, I unexpectedly became widowed. Um, and so, I grew up in an environment where. You know, my in-laws have been married forever. My parents have been married forever. Everybody had been married forever. And so I always thought that that was going to be my life. And so I woke up one day, and I was widowed at age 29, almost 30. And uh, I walked into my doctor's office having a, you know, just a routine checkup. And he says to me, my poor doctor says to me, uh, Miss Wyant, if you ever wanted to have children, now is the time you need to start thinking about it. And I bust into tears because six months ago I became a widow. Poor doctor. He's still my doctor today. God love him. You know, he, he, he's going to love this blog. So, um, and so, um, it got me thinking, you know, it's not common in our family to go outside the norm, whether having a child, you know, on your own or adopting on your own. But I knew one thing within my heart and that was that I was destined to be a mom. And I didn't know what that looked like. So I began doing research, thinking, okay, do I want to have my own? Do I want to, you know, how does all this work? And my brother is adopted. So adoption was not a foreign concept in my family. Um, so I spent about two years doing research on the adoption industry, so to speak, international, domestic, all of it. And that's kind of how we got jump-started into I, I do have to say, and I've heard that term before, but ad- adoption industry, that, mm-hmm. boy, that just, that just bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, why has it become an industry, in, well, your, in your opinion? A couple of reasons. So back when I did it, it was <clears throat> 19 years ago, um, you had domestic adoption and international adoption. And in international adop- adoption, which is the route I went, and we, if you want, we can talk about why that was, you have some very poor, underdeveloped countries, and this is a unfortunately a revenue source for them. Um, and so that's how they generate revenue, rather than put these children in orphanages in those countries, and then they, you know, become a, you know, a little bit of a drag on their society. They have found that adopting them out into loving families also provides a gener- uh, uh, revenue stream to them. Unfortunately, for, for so, that country, for that country, yes, right, yes. And I've, I've heard that before, and I, I, I guess from a business standpoint, I under, understand that mm-hmm. while it happens. But you said something that really struck me, and you know, you, you did, you had this traumatic event in your life, mm-hmm. and you made a decision to overcome that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of people that have similar circumstances where they lose a spouse unexpectedly, it, it can go the other way. Absolutely. And and, and Unfortunately, there's too many of those stories to count as far as if going south, if you will. But yours didn't. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because whether you're talking about that type of event or anything that's just totally out of the blue that you did not expect that can derail you, you know, how do you, how do you handle that? And, you know, whether you, uh, like me, that could happen to me as a small business owner. And do I do I continue on mm-hmm. doing that? You know, what choices do I make? And how do I cope with that? 
And I don't know if that's the right way to say it with you, but I don't, you know, how did you deal with the fact that, Hey, I, I do want kids. I had this traumatic experience. How, how do I, how do I move forward positively from that? Is that, is that a fair way to. Absolutely. So um, when something like that happens in your life, I think you have two options, right? You can either kind of sit over on one side and have a pity party and feel sorry for yourself. And certainly I'm not immune to that either. There are certain times in my life that I have had those pity parties, if you will, but there's a second side, and it's something that, that, that I think drives you. And I'm a person of faith, and I believed in my heart that this kind of all happened for a reason. I know that's kind of a cliche, but I felt when, that, when I got the news that day that there was a tap on my shoulder. And I kept trying to kind of brush it off and saying, you know, go away, <laughs> I go think away. We, I think we've all done that. <laughs> you know, or whether it's the gut, in, you know, the gut feeling you have and— uh, I just knew I had to do this. I just knew that this was um, a destiny that I was meant to be on. And uh, there were certainly many obstacles along the way during the adoption process that may have deterred people from moving forward. But no doubt this was this was the way it was supposed to be. I, and uh, I just feel like that that's something that you hit on there, that there, there's going to be obstacles. Uh, really, no matter what you do, but especially in this process, just like you said, do you do domestic? Do you do mm-hmm. international? And I, I'm very removed from that personally, but I, I do have friends that have adopted, and some tried the domestic route, mm-hmm. and then they ended up for for various reasons. It was just didn't work for them, and then they did go the international route. But but even that has its problems. I'm assuming, you know, no matter which. Mm-hmm. path you pick there how i think there's probably a lot of parents uh or, or couples if you will out there that are thinking about adoption and they don't even know where to start mm-hmm. what's your best advice for them so number one you have to kind of get over the enigma that it's someone else's child um, i think that all adoptive parents would tell you that's my child i am the parent now biologically maybe not but you have to get past this, what if something's wrong with that child? And, and I do a lot of speaking to young uh, couples in churches that are maybe having um, some kind of uh, fertility problems. And so maybe their family is not quite as receptive to adoption because they see it as someone else's child. So you kind of have to get past that. And then you kind of, you have two avenues. You either go international or domestic. And uh, 19 years ago, domestic for a single woman, they quite you know, honestly told me it'll be years uh, because you're single. And I didn't necessarily have to have a baby. I was okay with a toddler or a little bit older. Didn't matter. Um, it was going to be years on the waiting list. And I thought, well, I'm 32 years old. I don't have years, <laughs> yeah, I was right? Say, that doesn't sound very appealing, right? <laughs> so I went the international route, and uh, 11 months later, my son was here. Okay, so there's some irony there because 11 months later. Exactly. Um, even So even going the international route, it's not, hey, two months later, you're – you have whoever. Absolutely, because you're dealing with two separate governments, you're dealing with, and you're dealing with a government that's unstable, right, and constantly changes. And I'll give you a perfect example. So um, after I had made it through the entire process, and I was literally, it was a Saturday before I was leaving on Thursday to go pick up my son to bring him back to the States, I got a call from the adoption agency that I used out of Michigan and said, oh, guess what? 
you can't go to Bulgaria next week because they've decided they're tired and they're going on holiday. Oh, wow. And so you're like, what? I mean, you know, I, you know, it's, it was just, you know, just little things like that. So luckily you pick, if you pick, if you choose the right adoption agency, then they fight that fight for you. And it all worked out because I went to Bulgaria the following Thursday. So, well, that's something else I want to talk to you about after the break, because how the whole adoption process can make an impact, not on the adopting parents' Mm -hmm. life, but how it obviously impacts the the, the child that you actually adopt and how it changes their life. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about that uh, right after we take this short break and let some sponsors pay some bills. You need a vacation, a beautiful beach, first-class accommodations, whatever delights your soul. At LCS Travel Services, you can afford to have it all. LCS Travel Services saves you money and time for a great vacation. We'll match you with the perfect destination, resort, or package without charging you any fees and require only a down payment to get you started. Call us today at 214-432-2909. That's 214-432-2909 lcstravel.com to find out what we can do for you. And then call 214-432-2909 today. Your heart wants to buy, but your bank account is screaming, you're not ready. (laughs) Chances are you're closer than you think. Randy Watkins and the team at Academy Mortgage provide options you probably never knew existed. And then they walk you through it all. Conventional loans, renovation loans, even energy efficiency loans. Call Randy Watkins today, 214-684-1164 and begin taking charge of your future. That's Randy Watkins at Academy Mortgage, 214-684-1164. Randy Watkins, NMLS 177234, Academy Mortgage, NMLS 3113, Equal Housing Lender. Celebrate life's fun moments with gourmet cupcakes. What is a gourmet cupcake? Simply put, flavor perfection. Confection Perfection by Melissa delights with over 14 flavors of delicious gourmet cupcakes and specialty cookie varieties. Triple Chocolate Temptation, Cookies and Dream, Almond butter applause, lips smacking lemon. Tantalize your taste buds with cupcake sensations that will bring you back again and again. Go to confectionperfectionbymelissa.com for delivery or pickup orders placed online. Place your order today at confectionperfectionbymelissa.com. And we're back with Janelle Wyant. She is uh, my wonderful guest this afternoon. Janelle, this is sort of hard to talk about, uh, at least to me, um, only because it's very personal for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you're willing to share that because I think there's so many uh, couples that want to adopt that are maybe scared, mm-hmm. maybe like you said, and, and I never thought about the biological stigma, if you will, that, hey, well, here's my son, but, oh, well, they're not really my biological son, whether that comes from them or from the outside. But when you get past all that, I see, even getting to know you myself, I I see what an impact on you and your son that's had. How has that changed your life and how has that changed your son's life? Oh, gosh. Do you have enough time? Um, We're going to squeeze it in. (laughs) (laughs) So my son came to this country when he was two and a half years old. Uh, Did not speak a lick of English. And what country was he from? Bulgaria. Okay. Which is Eastern European. Right. Did not speak any English at all, and certainly I did not speak Bulgarian. And so there was, you know, the social workers had prepared me for some challenges there. 
But, you know, you kind of act it out and you kind of get over that little obstacle. And at two and a half, they pick up English very, very easy. <laughs> um, to say that he has changed my life uh, is an understatement. To say that he is, uh, I often tell people he's the love of my life, that he probably saved my life um, at a very challenging time in my life. He has brought our family closer together. He's kind of the the uh, the glue that holds us all together and keeps us all straight and narrow, and uh, he keeps us grateful and thankful. One of my favorite stories is when he turned 18 years old, it was his very first time to vote in an election. Very, and very timely conversation right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> and he watched all the uh, prelims. He watched every debate. He watched and he did his research. He watched every outlet on uh, on the internet, he did his research, probably more than I did, or probably more than some of us Americans do, <laughs> I was going right? to say, if he did all that, he probably did, yes. Um, and so he wanted to go vote. And so we went together. We went to early voting. This was during the presidential uh, election. And we went, and we voted. And I didn't ask him how he was voting. I didn't care. I was just glad that he was, at 18 years old, was interested in this. And as we walked out, he put his arm around me. Of course, he's six one, and I'm five nine, so I have to look up to him now. And he says, Mom, I'm really proud today. And I said, why is that? And he said, because you brought me to this country, and I was allowed to vote for the very first time. And he said, in my country, I don't know that that would have happened. And his, or the country where he came from. And of course, you know, as moms do, you burst into tears because you think maybe I've done something right, yeah, right. along the way. <laughs> Um, but in terms of me changing his life or this country changing his life, there's no doubt that he understands the opportunity that he has. Uh, Bulgaria uh, is a third world country. Although it's made a lot of progress over time, it is still a very poor country. And when you are in an orphanage in Bulgaria at 18, you are released into the general public. Yeah, just society, basically. You get a toothbrush and good luck. And so a large majority of them end up in prisons or doing drugs on the streets, right, because they're trying to survive. And so he knows that. He knows the opportunity that he has in front of him. And to be in college in the United States is not something that he takes for granted. And I think that he, along with his other friends who are not adopted and maybe uh, have a little different way of growing up and thinking about things, he points out to them pretty quickly that there are other people in the world that are not as fortunate as they you are. Know, and I, I'm so glad you said that because that's, that's something I think is lost uh, on, on people that have not had to go, go through a challenging experience. Mm-hmm. But I want to go back to what you said, though, that really hit me. He saved your life. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind, how, how, would, how, how did he do that? It's it. It's easy. So when you're 30 years old, and I came from a phenomenal family, I have a phenomenal family, a phenomenal support system. But I remember when my husband passed away, sitting in a room with the people that I love more than anything in the world and feeling the loneliest I'd ever felt in my life. And that's a very difficult place to be. Um, you've gone to grief recovery counseling. You know, everybody's said all the right things. You have this phenomenal support group that, you know, takes care of you. But there's that inner loneliness that you feel. And, you know, you don't know how to get past that. And so uh, when I decided I was going to adopt, I spent two years researching the right adoption agency. 
And really, I needed two years to kind of grieve, to make sure that I was not replacing, you know, my husband's presence with a child's presence. Because, you know, that was important to me. I didn't want to feel like I was just swapping it out, right? Uh, And so there's just, you know, it, it was kind of a scary, not a scary time. It was a lonely time for me. And so for two years, it really put me on a focus that, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And so when he came into my life and having going from having no children to an two-and-a-half-year-old is a little bit challenging when you're used to it just being you, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, he's into everything. He gave me a purpose, and he gave me a focus at a time in my life that I needed it. Um, you know, I think I'm a, a very big believer that, you know, God has a plan for your life. Mm-hmm. But we think we have a plan for our life. Absolutely. And, of course, it's human nature to think that our plan is best mm-hmm. because we feel like that we're driving the car, but we're not. We, we like to think we are. And then, you know, whether it's, it's a loss of a spouse, uh, you know, uh, uh, like for me, uh, eight years ago, uh, losing a job after 17 years. Mm-hmm. You just think, you know, why me? And I'm certainly not comparing my job loss to your loss of your spouse, but it, you know, in, in everybody's own way, it's a traumatic experience. And you do feel lost, you feel lonely in, in, in that. But I know, I'm guessing, I shouldn't say that, I'm going to ask. I'm assuming you wouldn't trade anything uh, for how that's, how he's impacted your life uh, since that tragic day. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stay in touch with my uh, late husband's family. They have embraced my son, Jason, as if, I mean, they have just surrounded him with love and support. Uh, and so if there is a silver lining, you know, you always hear when a door closes, a window opens, <laughs> right? This window was open, and, and when I reflect back 19 years ago, uh, my late husband, who my son calls his father, you know, when you have to fill out that little form in school about your father, he puts deceased on there, even though, even though he's never met him uh, in his life. Uh, but he feels the connection to that side of the family because of the way that they've treated him. And when I look back on it, my husband, late husband's name was Don he would just be grinning ear to ear. There's no doubt in my mind that he knows that this is the right path for my son and I. And, uh, you know, we just made the best of it. Now, I think another thing that you've done that I've been very impressed with is your blog. Mm-hmm. And when we first met, we, you know, we got talking, you know, me, I, 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 I'll talk forever. I, I, I don't, I just have never met a stranger. And uh, that's why I'm so glad I've gotten to know you because, uh, you know, we, we got to know each other through a, a business mm-hmm. uh, relationship, if you will. But uh, it goes way beyond that. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. But when we talked that either the first or second time we met, you had because my office manager mm-hmm. is going through the adoption process. She's adopted already. Mm-hmm. And so she's going through it again, which I just blows my mind that they that's their gift you know, it's to help other children. And I'm so proud that she's doing that. And I know y'all really had a bond there when y'all met. I will tell her story someday, yes. Yes. <laughs> and But when we were talking about that, you mentioned your blog. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, uh, tell me again what it is. Adopttolove.com, the okay. number two. Adopt okay, number two, love. yeah. <laughs> like see the two servers, like my show. That's right. Uh, I wanted you to say it because I, <laughs> I didn't want to mess it up. But when I went on there, boy, it's, it's your story. Mm-hmm. And... Going through this experience you've gone through, and uh, as you've mentioned in your own words, the highs and the lows, and, mm-hmm. and that, uh, why did you start that blog? 
I learned really quick that, well, as I mentioned before, this, this was my passion. There is no doubt in my mind that I could sit here and talk for hours and hours and hours about this subject. But my sole purpose in doing the blog was to educate people on adoption, whether it's international, domestic, private, closed, open, doesn't matter, and to tell stories of people who have adopted and people that have been adopted. And it has opened my world and taken me down a path that I never expected to go. I've met some incredible people. Uh, my pain job is kind of getting in the way of my passion a little bit, so I'm kind of backed up. <laughs> Funny but, how that happens, right? Yeah, it's amazing. you got to pay the bills somehow, right? <laughs> um, and so there are... I think four or five stories on there. Mine is is a ten parter, so you gotta. You kinda, I, I saw that. You know, I was like, oh boy, it's like it's like a Netflix series. <laughs> it know, is. I, I had to binge read. <laughs> yeah, and everybody complains that I leave them hanging, but I don't. I don't intend to. But uh, so I, I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of different people, and one of my favorites outside of my son was I was asked to speak at a church to a church group, uh, young people that were having infertility problems. And I'm sitting there, you know, that I talk and we, you know, have question answering session. At the end, I'm getting ready to leave and this couple comes up to me and I'm talking to them. And behind them is this woman, this girl, girl, she's 24 years old, and she just has tears coming down her face. And I couldn't wait to get to her. And she just hugged me and she said, oh my God, you just told my story. And so you'll see on there that I shared her story as well. Yes, I did. Okay, so that's so. Okay, now I can make the connection. Yes. Okay. Well, Janelle, I I just felt like I just was so excited to have you on the show because this is something that I know is 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 tough for some people because mm-hmm. they may adopt because they just want to adopt. Period. They may adopt because they can't have kids mm-hmm. um you know there's a lot of different reasons and I, I just think your story is amazing because you took something that was very tragic and changed someone else's life for the better and i i did just i just love hearing that because what you're doing for your son but more importantly hopefully inspiring other people mm-hmm. through your blog and through how you how you deal with other people and, and giving them maybe the courage to take that step that maybe they didn't never have been afraid to take before. Right. So how, you know, I know, like I said, you have a real job as mm-hmm. they say, um, but if someone wanted to contact you, uh, how, how would they do that? So there's a email address on the blog. It's actually adopt to love at gmail.com. And I would be happy to share any resource that I have where, you know, whether it's international domestic, um, I'm, uh, kind of jumping the gun here a little bit, but I am inserting myself a little bit into the foster care program. And okay. so that will be a future uh, comment on my blog. So we will go from there. And any social media accounts that you have? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Adopt to Love. Okay. Uh, I'm still working on that aspect. I don't have it fully engaged okay. yet. but <laughs> That's I, okay. Uh, you, you do have a, full, a day job, like you said. I do. So. <laughs> I do. Janelle, thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. I've enjoyed getting to know you. I look forward to working with you even more on the business side. And you just your story is so inspirational, and I wanted to share that with our audience. And thank you for being willing to do that. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. If you or your business is interested in being a guest or advertising on the Seed of the Serve show, please call 972-771-4992, or you can email me at jeff at bickerstaffinsurance.com. That's jeff at bickerstaffins.com. 
That's it for this episode of Seated to Serve. We're connecting the dots between business, community, and family. Have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to Seated to Serve with Jeff Bickerstaff. To be a guest on Seated to Serve or to advertise your business, contact 972-771-4992. Seated to Serve is produced by Offbeat Business Media for the OBBM Network and Affiliates and is available at offbeatbusinessmedia.com. Listen to Seated to Serve each Tuesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. on OBBM Radio and the OBBM Network Podcast, also available on Google Play, iTunes, and your Offbeat Business app. Contact 972-771-4992 for guest and sponsor information today. Wouldn't it be great to skip mistakes that cost you time, frustration, and not throw money away? My name is Donna Merrill, founder of Business Untangled and the creator of the Making Life Less Taxing program. I find over 75% of business owners are making basic mistakes that cost them thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars every year and they don't even realize it. With the Making Life Less Taxing program, you can avoid many of those initial mistakes business owners typically make. I'm excited to share the Making Life Less Taxing program so you can learn everything you absolutely need to know to make your business run smoother and life less taxing, giving you less stress and leaving more money in your pocket. Go now to businessuntangled.com or call us at 469-458-0447 to grab your spot in the Making Life Less Taxing program. There are only 50 of these coveted spots available and they are going quickly. So go now to businessuntangled.com and you can start enjoying the benefits of a profitable business today. You do your best to communicate how your company solves a specific problem, right? But it's easy to overlook the way your company sounds and the impression that leaves. I'm Melanie Murphy, a professional voice actor, and I'm ready to help your message stand out through a radio ad, a video on your website, or phone messaging for your company. Contact me today at MelanieMurphyVO.com to discuss your voiceover needs. That's MelanieMurphyVO.com. Mention this ad for an offbeat business show discount.